Hello, listeners. Welcome to episode 13 of the IGDA Twin Cities podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. I'm not alone either. With me tonight, we have a special guest, and that is Martin. Hello. Is that how you're going to start it out, Martin? Yeah, I, I like to, you know, break into falsetto. <laughs> it works. <laughs> it works. <laughs> Welcome, Martin. And Don't judge. Don't judge. There's nothing wrong with falsetto. <laughs> <laughs> you're upstaging me here, Martin. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> and with me as always is Jackie. Hello. And Tori. Hee <laughs> hee. Boy, we're gonna get into some sort of goofiness tonight, I think. <laughs> Alright guys, so um let's start like we always do and do a quick thing about what we've been up to. Um anybody wanna start? Martin. As the special guest, I feel I can start. Uh, I, I, well, like, okay, so last weekend was the game jam. That was exciting. Um, I've been working, uh, when I have time on a Go app for the iPhone. Um, that's kind of been my main focus, uh, outside of, you know, my day job. Um, it's the, our differentiator, because there's a lot of Go apps already for the iPhone, is that we're going to do, uh, Asynchronous multiplayer via Game Center, and there's there are one or two others that actually already have that feature, but they suck. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna have a good one, <laughs> and also we've got this just an amazing artist on board. So the uh, it's it's actually with a team. Like this is actually the first app I've probably ever worked on where there's a musician, an artist, and a marketing guy, kind of all on board. So it's it's a team of four of us. And uh, the artist, he's he's worked at Marvel and DC. He's he's an amazing artist, and it's going to look really good. So, so how did you hook up with these people? You know, I met. Uh, so the company is called Bravado Waffle, and they actually nice. just released their first game for the iPhone called uh, Robo Hero. Okay. And that was that was on Kickstarter about a year ago. And so I had emailed the I had emailed him, uh, the guy kind of behind it all. He's the marketing guy, Stephen. And I had said, you know, I'm working on an asynchronous multiplayer library. And th- that was part of their thing at the time, was that they were going to do asynchronous multiplayer. And I said, you know, I'm working on a library for this. Uh, would you guys be interested in collaborating on this library or, or at least using it or taking a look at it? Like, I don't know what kind of solutions you're looking at. And I'm just curious if you would be interested in this. Steven was really interested. I think their developer was not. But I think they just weren't there yet. They just hadn't gotten to that point. And it turns out they never got to that point. They they launched without asynchronous multiplayer um, in RoboHero. And <clears throat> I think part of that was just that they launched with all these additional features. Um, they had uh, some issues with scope creep on that on that <laughs> app, I guess. So <laughs> they are still looking to add it sort of down the road. Um, anyway, so... Asynchronous... They, <laughs> can you just explain quick what asynchronous yeah, multiplayer is? Yeah, sure. So it's all uh, it's sometimes referred to as turn-based multiplayer, but that right. can be confusing because you can do like real-time turn-based as well. But so asynchronous means you take a turn and then put your phone away, and someone right. else gets the notification that hey, it's their turn, and whenever they feel like it, they pull out their phone and they take their turn, and then they put their phone away, and then it's your turn, and you can you know basically usually you can take as long as you want between turns. 
um, there are definitely some apps where they limit the amount of time you can take just so that they can dump the old games off their server after, you know, X amount of days or whatever. Right. Like Words with Friends, apparently, it'll do that after four days. Oh, really? <laughs> My wife finally beat me in a game. Nice. <laughs> you got dumped? Pretty short amount of time. Four days. Yeah. Um, I play Scrabble that way, too, with my mom it's via Facebook. I actually, like, really like the asynchronous, like, model. And as I said, I was I was working on this library. And then uh, at WWDC last year, they announced iOS 5 was going to have asynchronous multiplayer built in. <laughs> like, well, maybe I'll stop work on that library. <laughs> no, that's when you really got to go forward. You know, there are actually plenty of reasons to still do it, and I have considered it. Um the biggest one would be uh, that there's a, there's a server component, of course, doing your own server, and that server could be cross-platform. So right. you could uh, you can have your Android versus iPhone, you know, which you couldn't do using Apple's asynchronous. Right. And that that would also be a big differentiator. I mean, because there's only there's maybe a few games that do that, but not very many. So if I launched a library and said, oh, hey, and by the way, you can pay me for support or something, I don't know, you know, something like that, um, it could be something that people would adopt. But I don't know. I don't have that much time. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of time for ideas. Yeah, I got a lot more ideas than I do dev time for sure. Ideas I and did, plans, yeah. <laughs> I did present also at the last IGDA on uh, just like, very briefly on developing for the iCade, which is the uh, little desktop uh, arcade cabinet for your iPad. Yeah, I actually sorry I had to miss that that the meeting. And it was uh, funny because I was editing the video and you said I don't remember who, but somebody said they wanted to see it. <laughs> and just guess who that was? That was you. The guy that couldn't make it the one. <laughs> Yeah, because I had specifically emailed you and said, bring it, I want to see it. Yeah, I knew there was somebody who said that. Yeah, that that was me. Yep. No one came up and said, yeah, that was me. (laughs) It was the guy that was missing. (laughs) That's really funny. Yeah, so I'm glad I still got to see your presentation. Um, I'm just realizing now I feel horrible I didn't introduce you at all as as another local dev. Um, I do have to say, though, that the first IGDA uh, Twin Cities meeting I went to, it was you presenting uh, Gotris. I think you had just you had just hit the app store with it, I think. So action chess. Action chess, there we go. Yeah. So I also present I, I don't remember if I actually presented on Go Tetris. That was my first game. But I can't remember if I if I was even if I even knew what the IGDA was then. No, uh, you presented it was uh, it was Tetris because I remember um this was before I had done a whole lot of coding with games. Okay. And, and I remember this very specifically because you had said, and I love this about, um, this is one of the things I like hearing from developers and stuff, so it's, maybe it's just a me thing, but you had said that you had developed the code to make the Tetris piece turn right, say. Oh, right. And then you worked and worked and worked to get it to go the other way, and then you realized all you had to do was make it go right three times. <laughs> <laughs> and then you had a left. And I'm like, hot damn, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I did spend a lot of time on that. So that was definitely, yeah, that was definitely the Go Tetris app, which is not an app. It's actually a, it's a, a web flash, a flash, yeah, thing, yep. flash thing. Yeah. 
I actually developed that in Flash 1.0. What? Yeah, I was Flash 2 was out at the time, um, but I was new to Flash development. I'd never done anything in Flash before, and I copied a tutorial that I found online, a Tetris tutorial, which I had no idea, but happened to have been written in ActionScript 1. And so because I copied the project, like I was working the whole time in ActionScript 1. (laughs) (laughs) And at some point, you know, when I figured it out, I was like, well, you know, by that time, ActionScript 3 was out. And I was like, well, I'm not converting it to ActionScript 3, but let's see what happens when I flip the switch and convert to ActionScript 2. And it wasn't that bad. I think I had to fix a couple of things, but I was like, well, it's probably better. It's faster, I think, so. And that's been up on my website for a long time, like since yeah. like 2007 or something. Yep, that was the first uh, first meeting I had seen, and and it was inspiring. I have to say, Martin, I'm like, yeah, I can definitely fit in in this group. Oh, cool. Yeah. So basically, I I made it look like it was a really low bar to entry. <laughs> it made me feel, yeah, yeah. Thanks a lot. It made me feel like I'd fit right in. <laughs> See now, I actually got it confused because I it was Action Chess that I first saw at my first meeting. So we're not twinsies, Ryan. Unfortunately, uh, yeah, we had we had discussed before thinking that we had we had both just our first meeting was was a Martin meeting. Well, it turns out it was a Martin meeting. It was just yeah. different Martin meetings. Different yeah. Martin meetings. So Action Chess is my first iPhone game. Good times. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing I've been doing a lot of is board game development i've been working on a lot of board games i've got all these ideas in the pipeline it's like it's like pure game design rather than you know because like there's so much work that goes into an iphone game like that's kind of just the slog of it you know like i've got a like i'm working right now on compiler issues you know it's like just stupid stuff yeah it's not the game you're working on you're yeah exactly the game yep and so making a board game it's like all coming up with game ideas, you know, which is actually, I think that's the more, that's the fun part. Right. I, I um, am planning on playing your game that you made at the Game Jam with my kids this weekend. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm going to print that out and give it a try. Because uh, I thought that was pretty cool that you were going for a board game. Yeah, I did too. How many, how many board games do you know of the whole, of the whole um, Game Jam were made? You know, I looked and there were a hundred. There were a hundred and one. Wow. Um, now I'm not a hundred percent sure uh, that they were all made at this game jam because I, when you use the search, if you search for, well, I know I was I was getting search results that were from previous years. Now, then there's also you can click the games at the top, and I'm not positive, but I think that might limit it to this year's. Mm. Yeah, they could use some yeah. help with their website. It's a little confusing. <laughs> it is a little confusing. Um, anyway, we sh- we can get into the game jam stuff more later. I think we can sure. actually explain what it is and stuff. But um, it was fun. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, not to cut you off there, Martin, but uh, Tori, what have you been up to? I it's actually been kind of insane. Um, but I've been doing some sound for uh, a company called Soldek. I've done quite a few games for them before, and I'm doing uh, some sound for a company called Conquer, and they presented a couple times ago. So oh, I'm just doing this some... is the company that you got hooked up with. By a... Yeah. 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 It nice. finally comes out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, so doing that, and then actually 
today, which is a kind of a crazy moment in my life today, um, I officially went part-time at work. Well, I guess it starts tomorrow. But I got this ridiculous um, contract to do voiceover work for these AutoCAD videos online uh, in Spanish. So it's like a whole ton of um, time that I have to commit to it. But it pays a really good rate, and I was able to go part-time at work. So oh, how that do you was say pretty oh, awesome. Oh, snap in Spanish. Oh, snap, amigo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's not as exciting as I wanted, but you did add a lot of flavor to it, so I'll say a plus. Oh, thank you, thank you. But uh, so that, and um, I'm disappointed it wasn't Snappo. <laughs> oh, Snappo, Snapparita. <laughs> yeah, and then. Oh, uh, well, congratulations, okay. man! That's pretty thank cool. You. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, that's that's really awesome. It's AutoCAD, driest to the dry, but I mean, at least yeah. it's paying well and. In your in your vein of interest, so yeah, and it's it's uh, it's really given my Spanish a workout too, so that's good too. That's awesome. Yeah, a lot of lot of cutting and pasting of audio, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm awesome. excited about that. Thank you. Yeah, right. very cool. Very cool. How about you, Jackie? Um, gosh, I don't know what I can talk about and what I can't talk about. At this point. Well, I could give you a little bit of lead-in if you want. <laughs> well, um, so the Seat stuff is in, in a state of flux, I'll say that right now, um, just for a number of reasons. And there's some other things in the cooker that I can't talk about yet um, that are going on, too. But both of those things that are in the cooker have the potential of me moving away from Minnesota. So that's what's going on right now with me. And that would be very sad. I know. It's kind of like a bittersweet thing. So Hmm. Mm, see what happens in the next couple months, I guess. Like one is a, like a job and the other is a, uh, um, a possible new business, I guess. It's another startup, but it would be like rolling Seant into that startup. So, yeah, I, I noticed a uh, what I appeared to think of, and maybe it was just me, a decrease in your postings on Twitter. Yeah, I've been laying low. <laughs> <laughs> the, well, okay. in, part, in some part of that is also, you know, the old public. So, oh, okay, I was going to associate it with. Part of my, part of my time has been going. <laughs> I was going to associate it with being more busy since um, your partner left, but yeah, but maybe Liz not. Left. Maybe it's you know yeah. Liz left, but uh, just more old Republic. Okay, got it. <laughs> yep, exactly. Liz it's just holding that. <laughs> biding your time until March for Mass Effect. <laughs> oh God! I watched the uh, the tr- um, the voice actor reveal that they put out. Is it yesterday or the day before? And I'm just like, can tomorrow be March 6th? Because seriously, I have to get my hands on that game. <laughs> I haven't seen anything about that, and I feel like I'm so far behind. I, I didn't play two. <laughs> no, I mean, wow. no, I know, I know. Don't worry, well, I haven't played two yet either, so don't feel bad. All right. I don't know. It, it's one of those games that's it's like a good movie that you don't want to yeah. see the trailers and stuff for. I don't seek it out. Right. I well, just you want know, it to I, land in my lap and then be just, yay! 
I totally spoilered myself for like Mass Effect 2, and I don't regret it at all. Yeah. But I've been actually been really good about not spoiling spoiling myself for Mass Effect 3, and I really want to, but it's like it's only a month away now. <laughs> like I'm just gonna wait and be surprised. There was a. This is like this is kind of a, a side story, but I'll just be really quick. There was a, there was a Boing Boing an article not that long ago that I think that pointed to like a study that someone had done about spoilers, and they basically had all these people um, read short stories, and there are classic stories, so like you know, kind of that have stood the test of time, like they're they're well known as famous short stories. But these were stories that the people hadn't read, but some of them they spoiled. Like, they, they would upfront, they'd say kind of the end of the story, and some they didn't. And overall, the, the people who were spoiled enjoyed the stories more. Really? Mm. Yeah. Kind of, well, and so I have a theory about that, actually. I think that um, good stories, and this might be true of other media, I don't know, or maybe it's just stories, um, stand up to multiple readings. So the more you kind of know about what happened, like, you might find that there are different layers to it that you enjoy. Right. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, I if I think about, I mean, the books that I've reread in the past and stuff mm-hmm. like that, it's like all the new things that I didn't see the first time because I was too busy trying to figure out like where where I was like in the main overall plot that yeah. Um you really appreciate it. And even, like, replaying, like, Mass Effect 2, because I've replayed it, like, several times. There's stuff that I always miss. And then I'll go on YouTube, and there'll be some other event that occurred. And I'm like, oh, I had no idea that was even in the game, hmm. you know? So. Right. Yeah, I love that you can actually miss that stuff. I love that there's a game there that I played through. It's my story. It's mine. That's mm-hmm. the one I got. Yeah. And I, I think that's neat. That it's, yeah. it's so... You know, large in that way, and uh, and it's going to carry through. Oh, the, the ending of Mass Effect Two is just brilliant. Don't spoil it. Yeah, <laughs> I think I won't enjoy it as much, no matter what the uh, the theories are. <laughs> well, there's that the story we, right? we insert the Snape killed Dumbledore thing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was Mass Effect One. Either one, both of them had I liked a lot. So I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, anything else, Jackie? Sounds like you're just. Yeah, I'm just kind of sitting tight at the moment. So, but yeah, I I haven't been at the last couple meetings, and actually, I was out of town for this one in January, kind of on short notice. So, unfortunately, I missed I missed it. Um, but yeah. Right. So I, I feel like I feel like I, I haven't been a, a good participant in the IGDA <laughs> TC community these last couple months. Like it's just, but you know, stuff happens, I guess. Yeah, it is a side project thing, or not even project, but uh, interest. Did um. Yeah, but I miss you guys, like, because I mean, you know, you're my peoples. Yeah, so. I was saying earlier, it seemed like forever since I talked to you. With with me being being gone at the last meeting and. And well, it's also just the holidays. Yeah, well, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, very true. And then not showing up for the the game jam. But you know, the other thing is like, is it just me? But like, do you guys feel like you know January came and went, but like a whole year happened in that month? <laughs> like, because this kind of feels to me a little bit. It's just like so many things are going on that it's like it just. Oh yeah, I I 
had mentioned it earlier and blamed the game jam, but it, like I got home after the jam and it had felt like weeks. Like where the heck? What's going on? It feels like everything's so <laughs> like I'm so far behind or something. I don't know. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Well, I mean, you were saying like a whole year had passed, and 2011 is a whole year. It's so true. they're like the same thing, really. <laughs> Like, what was... <laughs> like, <Yeah>. oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> you just blew my mind. <laughs> Full of stars. <laughs> so yeah. that's 2011. <laughs> yeah, now that, now that it's now February. But, I mean, you know, better late than never, right, guys? Like, yeah. Totally. So in 2011. Well, hold on. I haven't said what I've been up to yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we take too long on this section, as always. Oh, I'll be quick. I um, <laughs> I uh, like I had to be gone for the January meeting, and and I demanded myself. I brought my laptop, and I I said like, you're gonna do something. And so while I was sitting at the airport, and while I was on the airplane, I actually programmed out a prototype for an idea I've had. And I, that, it's that really good feeling you get of being, you know, a developer. Um, and it, granted, you can't play anything. It just shows the logic that goes into what would be the gameplay. But it, it felt really good. So that would be the one thing I'd want to brag about a little bit, I guess. Cool. Very cool. In the last month. Can you say anything about the game? Oh, it's, it's, um, you can go to my, my, I put it on my blog, and that's the other thing is I actually I've had this website RyanFoss.com. I've had it since '98, uh, I think, and I've never really had anything good on it. It's just been sitting there, and then finally, like it was always going to be my portfolio that I've never ever made. <laughs> so I finally like took like a week when I got back, and I actually made it. So now RyanFoss.com is live and running, and oh, cool. um, it's on there. It's this the game is. It's this. It, the idea is that it's hungry monsters, but it's basically Plants vs. Zombies. But instead of earning sun like you do in Plants vs. Zombies, you're actually running a bakery in the background. And so you're in the background. You've got to you've got to decide if you're going to spend your resources on another uh, a baker or an oven or more flour, and how that interacts with actually feeding the monsters that are coming towards you. So that's sort of the the idea I have, but it's just like balancing nightmare. And actually it turns out that once I started programming it, I realized I was just making a discrete event simulator, which is, <laughs> <laughs> which is, um, uh, is that something you do at work? Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's wrapped around a game. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, but it turns out that games like that are, uh, I guess what I like too. So, you know that that thing where you you play a game but you don't necessarily like the game. You like gaming the game or figuring out how the game works. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Plants vs Zombies was that way for me. Is that I I really enjoyed the game, but what I enjoyed about it was exploring how the game worked, deconstructing it. Yeah. So that's what I enjoyed about it. Was like, all right, so I'm going to try this level again, and now I'm going to, you know, I know that this strategy works. I'm going to now do this other strategy just to see if the resource can work this way or not. 
And um, hmm. anyway, I like how you have a games page that says coming soon, and then you have a games prototype page, and there's a ton on there. Yeah. Look at you going right to it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. That's awesome. It looks good, though. Yeah, it, it, I don't know. I'm a visual person, so since all it is is pictures on the front page, I really like it. Yeah, totally. I'd give it four stars, I think. <laughs> <laughs> now, is that out of five or ten? <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm guilty of so many inside jokes. I really should not do them because they don't work on a podcast, but... Uh, is this one of my pet peeves? Are you actually pointing out a pet peeve of mine? <laughs> I, I guess I am. Okay. I like but, the picture of you in a suit. Yeah. That means I'm important. <laughs> <laughs> my wife gets so... she's. I love her to death, but it... Okay, so... <laughs> Uh, um, These stories always when you start them that way. Well, this is is great. Okay, so four four or five years ago, it turns out I have to start doing these trade shows, and so I, you know, I'm a t-shirt guy. I just have crappy t-shirts, and you know that. So I have to go buy a suit. So she helps me buy a suit, and it turns out I've never really owned a tie either. So I have to buy some ties. And um, the only other time in my life I've had a tie is when I went for my job interview. And um, I actually, at the time, it was 1998, I looked up how to to tie a tie on the internet and printed it out and then learned to tie a tie like the morning of my interview. And that piece of paper I literally still have. It was the same piece of paper. So these ties I bought four years ago, um, they're still tied. I just unloosen them and put them on a hanger in my closet. And when I travel, I pack and the ties. All I do is pull them tight. I did wow. that too, man. I did that too. I, I, I totally know it. I totally know what you're coming from. So what you're saying is that you never wash the ties. Why would you wash a tie? Well, they say dry clean only on them, so. Oh, I see. So but I only wear them. <laughs> I wear them one day a year. Don't you sweat on your neck? <laughs> I've never. I, this is this is coming from someone who's never worn a tie. Okay. No. Nope. I don't know. Maybe one. Well, the shirts get washed, but the 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 top, sure, no. sure they do. They're still buttoned. I don't care if I think anymore. <laughs> I, I would just like to interject here. Um, about one of my pet peeves is ties, because I'm a very practical person. And ties serve no practical purpose whatsoever other than fashion. But they're very uncomfortable, and I'm not fashionable, and I hate ties. That's it. I, I will second that. In fact, the trade show I go to is a uh, it's a military-themed trade show, Navy. Mm-hmm. And the number of ties that are just ugly is impressive. <laughs> so impressive. And, like... You have to imagine, like, if you went to, like, a video game-themed thing, you'd see video game-themed ties, right? Pac-Man and stuff, you right? You see military-themed ties? Yes, there's <laughs> cannons and bullets and ships and fleets of ships and flags and eagles. And you're like, oh, my God, <laughs> really? And then, 
companies, there was one company, it was, uh, oh, I don't even know who it was, but it was Neon Green. Bright, effing <laughs> Neon Green. And all they did was make fun of the other booth next to him, who, <laughs> who had, like, bright red ties. Anyway. <laughs> I'm just kind of, like, sitting here smirking because... <laughs> You guys are bitching about ties. Yeah, I I don't even want to talk about like the things in my wardrobe. Like, (laughs) yeah, my whole. I don't even want to hear it. It's like wear the wear the stupid tie at STFU. Like, (laughs) (laughs) the whole point of my story is every time I get home, I pull the ties out and I hang them up, and then I make some stupid joke to my wife about, "Ha ha! ha, Here they go! I'm never going to tie these ties." (laughs) <laughs> told me that last year. <laughs> I like how your wife had a deeper voice than you do. <laughs> you told me that last year. Point is out. Yeah. What did? What did, did you steal Starla from Napoleon Dynamite? <laughs> Well, other than that, I've been playing a lot of games, and um, I read the uh, is it John Mercer book, the the guy who developed uh, Prince of Persia. It's really interesting. What what's interesting about it? Um, okay, so the guy who developed it, it was right when he was like out of college in the time, and it was 1989, and it's his actual journal, like his diary entries. Oh, interesting. And so it's sort of personal, it's his thoughts, and he's explaining, you know, and then there are these big giant gaps in time. And um, and one of the other things that's interesting to me, at least, is, is, you know, I went kind of heavy into, like, filmmaking as a personal hobby for a while, and really enjoy the idea of, like, telling a story and stuff. And, and this personal, this, uh, the developer, Mercer, he also had, like, he went to school for that. He just did dev on the side. And then it ended up becoming a career, but yeah, um, I saw it in your in your notes for the episode, and I thought, well, what's this? And I clicked on the link, and I have to tell you, I got completely engrossed. I'm like on page seventy four, and I want to keep reading it. It's um, what's really fascinating about it is one, it's you know, totally honest, like, and there's nothing you know presumptuous or there's none of that like. Um, like Edgar Allan Poe-esque diary writing kind of thing going on where it's like, I'm a writer and I use giant words. It's like, it's not like that. It's just really personal and authentic. And, um, and it's just fascinating because, you know, he's like, do I want to make another game? You know, it's just like really honest and, uh, and in the journey, it's like, it's, it's more of an accident than it is on purpose. Yeah. It's just sort of like, (laughs) he falls back to it all the time or something. Yeah. It's like, he really wants, you know, it's like he, he thinks that he wants to do something else, but then, you know, everything is conspiring to like push him towards, you know, Prince of Persia. And, uh, it's now like three years after he thought it would be done. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but you know, he, he took a, like an eight month sabbatical. The other thing that's interesting about it too, is like, you know, just this journey so far that I've read is like, you know, he's, he's living off of, um, uh, residuals from, 
his first game, Karatika, that he made, um, but it's it's pretty meager, and so it's it's interesting too, like how he's uh, trying to negotiate things and how different people are, and like the names of the people are interesting because a lot of these people are still in the industry, but you know they're at their earlier parts of their careers mm-hmm. too, and so it's just it's really fascinating, and uh, I'm really glad he shared these notes. Like that's yeah, really great. And in some ways, it's it's pretty inspiring because like sometimes when I feel like oh my god like what the hell am I doing and then and now it's like okay everybody goes through this like period of ennui and it's okay. <laughs> yeah. It 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 chronicles a lot of his like experience with uh, is it Borderland? Broder, oh, how do you, how do you say Broderbund, isn't it? Broderbund. There we go. So I'm sure everybody of you know a certain age really remembers Broderbund. Is that Carmen Sandiego? Yeah, Carmen yep. Sandiego, Load Runner. They did a I bunch of. I played so much Carmen Sandiego on the oh Commodore. Like, uh, me too. Watch out, Gumshoe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so he's like, he's like a, a side contractor, and then they just are the publisher, basically, mm. and um, to give him a certain percentage of it. And he just talks all about it. It's it's really interesting. Everything from like the technology of him, like. I was mentioning to somebody at work how, um, like, uh, he was excited because he found out he had an extra 12k of of memory he could <laughs> use, and he's like, "Oh, what do I put in there?" And referring to graphics, and I'm like, "12k? What?" Looks <laughs> like one GIF. <laughs> <laughs> Better be animated. Yeah. <laughs> but it, yeah, it was. It, I, I like it's the only book, the first book I've read in like a couple of years, and it was um, it it took me I think three days to get through it. I I, oh. I uh, he's got like the first fifty pages free. You can just download it as preview, and so I did that, and I got to the end of it, and I, I just quickly went and bought it because I couldn't imagine not reading more. It's engrossing. Yeah, it is really engrossing. Um, it's a great great find. You should post the link to that because I don't see it in this document. Yeah, oh. it was in here. I don't know what happened to it. Sorry, I took it out. Um, I'll, I'll 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 do that. The um, has anybody heard of the the book um, Rebel Without a Crew? Mm-mm. Um, and I'm totally spacing his name. Rodriguez. Everybody knows Rodriguez, right? He did Desperado, and he did um. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yep. Spy Kids, and but he has a book of of how he went and ma- made El Mariachi, and it's his notes. Mm. Oh, cool! And um, that that book basically, when I read it, it inspired me to go make movies because here's this guy that just went and did it, had his notes there, and and this book, the the Making of Prince of Persia, is, is very similar. Okay, that's what the book's called, "The Making of Prince of Persia." Yeah, if you if you search for "The Making of Prince of Persia," you'll you'll find his his website. It's like johnmercer.com, dot com, I believe. I think it's John. I can't. Mechner. No, it's John Jordan. Mechner. Jordan. Jordan, Jordan Mechner. Mechner. Oh, Jordan Mechner. Yeah, sorry. Wow, I'm way off. <laughs> that's how I read, though. I don't really read words. I just assume that they sound the way I want them to. <laughs> I do that when I read books. Like by the end of the book, like all the people have names that I've completely made up for them. Yeah. That's why I didn't know it was, and I still can't do it. Botterbund or whatever. 
Because they've always been broader bond to me. <laughs> I have no idea what they <laughs> the worst is when you read like Russian literature because there's all like the you know Ivanovas and Ivanovs and like all that stuff. It then it starts getting really super confusing because my like brain search and replace that I'm yeah. doing like is now mixing people up and I'm like yep. wait a second that doesn't even make sense how can that person kill that person it's the same person <laughs> oh wait <laughs> awesome. Well, there's all kinds of like um, evidence that people don't actually like read all the letters. Like, so you can. I, I remember there was like one of those forwards, the mail forwards that go around, where it it was trying to. I, f- I forget what it was trying to argue, something ridiculous, but like it it just drops out letters and replaces them with various things. Like, so they were the, by the end of the paragraph that's in it's completely unreadable but like but you're reading along the whole time and you actually don't even notice mm-hmm. yeah i know so, exactly what you're talking about they'd like took yeah. out every third constant and yeah and vowel or something like that but yet you still just read right through it yep it's the only way you can survive reading forums on the internet it's <laughs> <laughs> totally true <laughs> <laughs> oh um I should mention we have comments again on the uh, website on Ooh. IGDATC. So I posted a comment today. Not to say that there are any comments, just that we have the capability. There's one comments. from you. <laughs> There's one from you, Martin. I saw it. I think that when I posted that, it was the only comment. Yeah. My bad. I meant to respond and never did. <laughs> because you were there. Okay, my post is first. <laughs> so that's why I didn't respond because oh, you, you were first. I couldn't. Wow. I'm sorry. You should have said seconded. Well, it was even funnier is that it's my own posting. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is reminding me of our review yeah. on the <laughs> iTunes review. <laughs> you guys have an iTunes review? We have one. We have you one. Know. Guess where it came from? <laughs> Wait, did I write it? <laughs> oh, I did. <laughs> I think I wrote there okay. <laughs> That's actually a best of 2011 right there. <laughs> they're okay. All right. I think you said they're good or they're something good. like that. It's good. Oh, it's good. I think that's what it was. It's good. No, it says best podcast ever. <laughs> and then you go on to say, no, not really the best podcast ever, but it's pretty good. Having a Marcus review helpful. <laughs> still there, is it? Oh, yes. Oh, my God. It's supposed to not be there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Chalk it up to my complete misunderstanding of how things don't go away on the internet yeah <laughs> yeah but you would think that the, the whole ability to modify your comment would, would work but it doesn't so well that's the one where we got four stars right yeah I only gave us four yeah <laughs> I'm writing a review right now, and I'm giving it five stars. Well, you have to wait until this episode comes out, Martin. Yeah, you may change your mind. <laughs> you know what? All right, I'll, we should just take the opportunity right now to to jump into 
the last month's meeting. So January meeting mm. of 2012, Martin actually presented his iCade, which um, I regretfully missed. I would have loved to have tried it out, man. I should have brought it to the game. That was a really cool looking looking piece of hardware. Yeah, I like it. So I have the original one, which is slightly different design than the one that you can buy now. And I think it's way better. Is the design different or just like the painting on it? Because I know like the new one has like the explosion graphic or whatever. Right. Yeah, it's just the painting. I I mean, I don't have any. I haven't seen the new one in, in person, so I don't I don't think it's any different. I don't see how it why it would be. It's probably got monster cables in it for better connection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Gold plated. Nice. Yeah. It's worth more actually on the if you've melted down cool. than you paid for it. <laughs> so how does your daughter like the game you or the drawing app, I guess, you've made and stuff? Does she use it? Does she she she, she does for it? Yeah, she actually will um she, there was like about a week actually where she was every day like begging to play the arcade. Oh wow, that's cool. She says, "Arcade, arcade." That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that is awesome. Um, um, she really likes to. I mean, she likes to play on the iPad in general. So it, it's not all about the arcade, but um, she does like the app I made. Like it, it's that's one of her things that she likes to do on it. That's cool. And uh, I actually did put it up after the presentation. I put it up and I submitted it to Apple, and it's it's actually up there. Did you? Is, oh, it, right is it a free app or is it a? Yeah, it's just free. Yeah, that's cool. That's I mean, cool. I made it in two hours. <laughs> hey now. I probably spent more time on the logo afterward. <laughs> <laughs> or not logo, but icon, the app icon. Uh, <laughs> the amount of time I've spent just searching for the right font. <laughs> on thing. Sure, yeah. You can end up just. A, a... I anyway. drew. The I drew the app icon with the app itself. Oh, right. that's awesome! That's cool. <laughs> yeah, it is awesome. Part of, part of me wanted to to like go up to you and say, "Why don't you just touch the screen to draw?" <laughs> <laughs> so I actually did make it so you can touch the screen to draw. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so if you want to draw, you can just take it out of the iCade and. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I, I mostly did that because I wasn't sure if Apple would approve an app where it required the iCade, you know? Yeah, so yeah. you made it so it'll work without it. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. Just I, I think the interface there is the idea of that is cool. Yeah. I mean, there's no market, I don't Only think. But. There, because it's really that's the whole app <laughs> idea. All right. Well, the other one of the other presenters um, at the meeting was Ty and uh, just quick mention that because he just basically gave the, Hey, this is what the game jam is about. And now that the game jam has happened, it's kind of old school, but I thought it was nice that he did took the time to actually sort of get everybody excited about it. Yeah. It really worked too. I think, I mean, people were really pumped up about that. I have to say, I was really impressed um, with just kind of the rally around the game jam, especially considering like we didn't do one last year. So, uh, yeah, I, and how it all kind of magically came together at the last minute is pretty awesome. So Zach yeah. worked really hard on that. So yeah, that you guys, you guys all did a really great job. So congrats. Yeah, I was surprised. Twenty-seven people signed up, and I believe there was twenty-five actually that were there at one point in time that came through the the doors. 
at the nerdery. So I was I, that was really good. I thought. Yeah. So, and huge thanks to the nerdery too for for letting us spend the night and the volunteers, um, Tom, Greg, and Joe for for stepping up and spending the night there with us too. But, yeah, yeah, their 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 generosity is just ridiculous. It's we're so lucky to have that that kind of place and those kind of people around. Yep. But uh, not to overshadow Doug's presentation, which was the meat of the of the meeting. So let's cover that. I um yeah. Unfortunately, I had like I mentioned, I I had I had missed the meeting, but luckily I had a a trustworthy source videotape it for me <laughs> in, in my absence. Thank you, Tori. So I was able hey, to, no problem. I was able to see it. Uh, so Doug Thorpe, um, he's um I'm not sure if he's like what he does in his professional life, but um he is is definitely capable, and he. Uh, he has a couple things out there in the app store and stuff, but he presented a thing specifically on um, game center and how it works and everything from um, he went into some depth about it having voice chat and de- in-depth multiplayer stuff like that. Um, it's pretty, it was a technical presentation. So he went into code and like showed how, how it actually works and how you set up the multiplayer and how you set up the voice chat and that kind of stuff. Have you ever used game center Martin? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've, both in, um, well, actually, now that I think about it, I've never used it at work. Uh, but, <laughs> but I have, yeah, I've I've worked on at least three apps that had Game Center elements, um, and it's it's cool. I mean, it's it's a pretty fun thing to do. I think just because it's so easy to, it's really easy to set up. So, can you give like a quick quick little drop about what Game Center is? Yeah, I mean, so it's basically Apple's social network for gaming. Um, it's its own app. When you buy a new iPhone or an iPod Touch or a, a, an iPad, it comes with Game Center on it, and you, you use your same Apple ID that you sign into your iPad with, and you log into Game Center, and you can set up a little profile, but then like also any games that you download that support Game Center will appear there. And if they have leaderboards or achievements, um, those show up under your profile and other people that you're friends with can see your achievements and your ranking on the leaderboards. They can challenge you. Um, you can challenge them to games right from sure. the Game Center app. See their, see their scores and achievements and stuff like that too. Exactly. Yeah. So, and it's a pretty simple API that you can tie into to add those leaderboards and achievements to your apps. Um, and the then there's actually the most of what uh, Doug talked about actually is kind of the other side of it, which is that it it gives you sort of all these multiplayer options for free um, as a developer. You know, you'd have to host your own server in order to do, like, some of the multiplayer stuff, uh, almost any multiplayer, really, uh, until Game Center. And so I think in iOS 4, they added this, like, you know, real-time multiplayer stuff up to, like, I think it's either 8 or 16 players. I can't remember. It's awesome. uh, All supported right through Game Center. Right. So, like, and not only that, but, like, these APIs are, like I said, dead simple to use. So it's, it's actually really easy to uh, to add that kind of stuff to your game, yeah, it's, it, it, it that is one of the big advantages of the iPhone you know universe too is stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like if you try to find like an equivalent on Android, and I don't know if there is one. 
Yeah, I don't think there is. I'd I'd be surprised. I mean, I think there are probably dozens of third party ones. Exactly. But I think yeah. uh you know, I, I haven't seen Google step up with an an equivalent to Game Center. So I mean I went in thinking that Game Center was really equivalent to Open Faint. Open Faint is the one I know. But but I've never really found enjoyment with it because it's kinda I don't know, not integrated enough maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, so on the the leaderboard achievement side, that's basically what it is. It's like yeah. OpenFaint. Um, but it because it ties into these lower level, you know, um, sort of things that you can do that Apple's sort of doing for you, um, it's, it's better in a lot of ways, I think. Cool. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, and something else I thought was pretty pretty cool is that it has uh, built-in voice chat that you can use, which uh, that, that's I guess that's a first I've heard on phones before. Anyway, that's that easy to use. <laughs> first time you've heard talking to people on phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of ironic, though. I mean, yeah. considering that that's what, in theory, the device is for, right. but how difficult it is to, you know, implement that. Um, you know, through other applications. Yep. Yep. Well, you know, it's. I mean, that was actually touched on at the meeting. We talked about how you actually have to be on Wi-Fi in order to use the Game Center, like, voice communication stuff. So you couldn't just, like, write an app that let you talk, you know, to your friends over um, just any old, you know, over the cell phone network. Well, it could exist, but they won't let it exist. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's true. I have ninety-three friends on Game Center, and over two hundred games. <laughs> Whoa, man! Bow down. Yeah. Not worthy. Totally not worthy. Wow. It's, it's, you know, it's like your Xbox Live points or whatever. Like it's all you know. Ego. Yeah, I'm forty ego points boosting. away from twenty thousand. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Do you buy games just to get the achievement points? No, I don't have time. I buy games to not play them. <laughs> That's kind of yeah. how I feel these days. It's yeah. like I buy games to not play them. But at least I own them, so I can feel like I don't have to buy them anymore. Right. <laughs> That's the game I miss. See, I think we're hoping that we put in all the time in the front end here, and then we can just lay back in. Uh, wallow in our spoils and play all these games that we bought and haven't had time to play. I hope that happens. Yeah. Hey, can you speak Spanish and play games at the same time? <laughs> Creo que sí. Oh, you are set. <laughs> I was actually just reading this article today on residual income and how, you know, having a day job, like you will never get residual income. That's not a thing. But mm-hmm. if you work for yourself, there are all these different ways to get residual income. Like, And uh, the guy was basically arguing that your salary isn't your money making. Like that's not, you know, it's not about the total salary. It's not about your, even your hourly because, well, it is about your hourly. It's basically if you divide your salary by the number of hours that you work, that's really what you're making. And it was saying, like, you know, the more residual income you have, 
the more it is because you're working less hours and still making, you know, some amount of money or whatever. Like it's like your, your hourly rate is higher. <laughs> and if, it's, sure. if you it's could... like, it's like, you know, burst damage versus damage over time. Totally. Sure. Dots. <laughs> sure. dots. You always want more dots. Like, yeah. I mean, and if you can get, you know, dots off of your burst, all the better. <laughs> wow. Totally. Yeah, and if you can make that stuff that makes you residual income out of things that you enjoy doing, it's not work at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the key. Cool. All right. Well, I, one thing before we transition away from Doug is that he had he had said, and I love this, um, that he, he his downloads doubled once he added explosions. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just proves that now all he needs to do is put some naked girls in it and he'll be set. <laughs> Cause that Sounds like Duke Nukem. I heard that Wait, that sells stuff. Naked girls exploding? <laughs> I don't think that might be the best way to go. <laughs> There's no such thing as bad press. Naked girls exploding six. <laughs> that totally sounds like something an Apple would approve for the App Store. Oh, I'm sure it'd make it right through. Baby, baby puncher, and from the makers of baby puncher. <laughs> now that they, they didn't take one through five, but six was good. Six worked out for some reason. So. <laughs> wow. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> you should have seen the burn victims. Oh. <laughs> From all the playtesting. <laughs> That's so bad. Given that the, the year has incremented and now we're in the last year of all years. Um, year plus plus. Year plus plus. We should talk about what happened last year. So I, I know that a lot of game sites and whatever else, they do their best of, and, and we, we might as well too. So if you guys got any ideas for um, you know a little discussion about what 2011 uh, brought to you from the, the gameplay game developer standpoint, I'd, I'd love to start that conversation. Um, and I'll, I'll just start it out. I'll say that although I didn't play a, a lot of games, um, I didn't play a number of the big games or anything like that, but um, when the game that stood out for me, and I don't even think it's fair to say it's a 2011 game, but it's it's Minecraft. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's been pretty epic. I've seen so many posts about that. Yeah, it, it, it's it's newsworthy that it finally became a game. You know, That's true. They finally hit version one or whatever. Um, but it it I had avoided it because I knew it would be one of those little uh, those games that like I would enjoy. And then yeah, finally you know um, my kids bought it, and then now I own three copies. <laughs> so there's my kids. I and I was sitting there one night like. I have to go to work the next day. I have to get up at, at six and it's four. And I'm like, what am I doing? All I'm doing <laughs> is breaking this block of rock and putting it there. It's, this isn't a game. <laughs> Just building a hole in the ground. Okay, one more hole in the ground and then I'm going to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it was like crack. It's, but it fun crack. 
<laughs> it's a good one. So. Because because people who do crack have bad crack, right? That's why they <laughs> smoke it because it's such a miserable experience for them. <laughs> Mine crack, but I, I I did enjoy Minecraft a lot to the point where me and my a couple of my sons we watched an hour and a half playthrough of Minecraft on oh, wow. on YouTube. Just the pure universe of it, the idea that people are making these stories and then telling stories through Minecraft as the medium is it wasn't really neat to me. So I think it's 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 one of those cultural phenomenons. Like mm-hmm. Minecraft really has become uh you know a I feel like it's like a slice in sort of gaming history already, you know, and for me that slice is kind of feels almost over like i and it was over for me before it even came out you know like i i I still have i've opened it since it became 1.0 but it was like i played 20 minutes and i was like oh yeah still the same game and i closed it again but when i was really into it i was playing multiplayer with some coworkers, and we were on every day and actually my wife uh you know had to have kind of like an intervention (laughs) You know, she, she, she kind of, you know, sat me down and said, "Do you know that you're playing Minecraft every day for more than an hour?" <laughs> for, and just think about how much time that is. Like, you, you know, you, you make pickaxe swings projects. in your sleep. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, she's like, "You have all these projects that you work on that you want to work on. Do you, just think about how much time you're spending on Minecraft." And I was like, "Yeah, wow." You know, it really made me think, and I said, okay, you're right. Like, I should maybe not do that as much. <laughs> it's weird, too, because, like, I, I started numerous games there, and every one of them I do the same thing. Spend all this time, like, making the ground flat, making my house a certain way, and hours just drip away. And yep. and then I look, and it's four in the morning, and I'm like, oh, all I did was make this cave bigger. Yep. <laughs> but it's still, like, it's this primal enjoyment i don't know it was beautifully horrible at the same time it was i haven't played it in a while but it's still that i got such enjoyment out of the time i did spend with it it was impressive i think that it it works on so many different levels as a game like there's um you know there the there's kind of the horror movie feel where you're um you're exploring and you you come into, you know, you can hear the creepers through the walls and, you know, you're like, okay, well, I, <laughs> am I going to, you know, am I going to run into a cave here? Like, you know, there's just so, I, I think that there's that level. And then there's also the like, you know, real creation level where you're actually like building things and you're, um, you know, you're using that Lego side of the brain. Right. Well, here's the, it really triggered this part because like when i was really young computers you know 8086s one you know 286s there wasn't a lot of graphics but there was all these games that were adventure games right like zork and they'd start out with you're in a cave you can go north right yeah you don't know anything about it but all you know is that you you're gonna go north right and you eventually find reason to play and you find you know, through the story of whoever develops that little adventure of what's going on. And and Minecraft, although it's designed poorly in that tell-you-how-the-game-works mechanic, because you can't play that game unless you have 
friends that play it or Wikipedia, you know, mm-hmm. Minecraft Wiki or whatever. There's no way. But it, it's got this real exploration um, aspect to it where you, you go and you do things that you're interested in and then you start looking up other stuff and then you find something else and then now you have a new purpose, right? So, yeah, one of the funnest times I had was, all right, I'm going to the nether, you know, hell, to get some blaze so that I can build this thing that I don't even want, but I just want to build it. Anyway, enough about Minecraft. Well, I, ju- I just want to say that I, I had a, it, maybe a different experience because uh, I heard so much about it and then I, I played it and I really like it, but I'm actually someone that really, really needs uh, a narrative of some kind. So I always play it for about half an hour and then I get, I, I, you know, I, I kind of like what I'm doing and then I get distracted. And um, so it's, for me, it's hard to play without some kind of background narrative. I found, even though I'm really impressed by the game itself. Yeah, I can I can understand that. The the I had heard so much about it, and the the way it starts you out with you just here you are in this place, you don't have anything, go punch a tree, and watch mm-hmm. out, there's zombies yeah. are going to get you. And mm-hmm. it just sounds kind of exciting how you're going to handle that and what you're going to do. It's 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 so open that it's not open at all. I don't know. Anyway. Anybody else? What are your uh, games of the year? My my second place I would say was was Portal Two. Anybody else? Uh, I would put Portal Two as my first place. So, I really, I really enjoyed that game. Yeah, I'd have to say that's. I think that's the best uh, co-op experience I've ever had with um, video gaming. That was yeah, they, that was amazing. They did an awesome job of making that work. Both the single player, which is, you know, was, it delivered everything, and then, and humor, you know, as yeah. you really hoped for. But the, 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 the multiplayer co-op puzzle solving was just brilliant. It's almost too bad that you can't play it again for the first time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I oh, know exactly what you That's mean. That's the worst thing about it, actually. That it's it's so good that it's too bad you only get to enjoy it once. You do, of but, course you can enjoy it more than once, but I mean it's hard to you know, puzzle that you solved before to go back and solve it again. I I definitely put that in my top five as well, for sure. You know I I have it and I have not really played more than like an hour. <laughs> I feel <laughs> I feel like embarrassed admitting this. It's not that it's not that long actually, but uh it's uh it's a really good especially for the amount of time I have. It that was that was perfect. Because it it, it just for me it never dropped and there was always something kind of pulling me along and like ah, I'll just do one last puzzle. More, just one more. Just one more. I um yeah, I really liked that game. It the one complaint I've had about it and and I'm pretty sure we talked about it before is that it it felt like the first portal felt a little bit more open to exploration with puzzle solving, mm. and this one felt a little bit more like there was only one solution. But it was still gotcha. fun to find that solution. But I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like oh, yeah. you couldn't necessarily get through something. The whole level even was just designed to be done a certain way, and it might be very open, but it really only came down to that one plate on the wall, and that's where you had to be, versus some other solution to it. But. And and maybe that's just a feeling I have because I only found that one, but um, I still really enjoyed it. 
Yeah. No, I think I had read that about it as well. Like that the puzzles were a little more linear. Um, I mean, it just had... It's so it's so much bigger than Portal 1. Yeah. Like, I mm-hmm. think... Um, I, I'm not sure that they had to go that route, but I mean, I feel like they, you know, it it made sense to make the puzzles unique. They would have to, you know, make them a little more specific. Yes. yes. Does that make sense? Yep. Mm-hmm. But they did an excellent job with what they did. It was, yeah. it was still uh, executed very well. And if you watch the commentary or play the commentary levels, they're hilarious. Where they talk about why they did things. The developers have some commentary. Oh, cool! It's it's hilarious when it gets to Wheatley, because um, Wheatley, I know Martin, you probably don't know, and if it's a spoiler, I'm sorry, but there's a point where that Wheatley is like making you run test levels that he's designed, and Wheatley is like this insane robot, but they're they're <laughs> the worst levels ever. Like <laughs> there's there's no game there. There's just like you shoot your portal all the way across a big giant room and you're done. <laughs> And this robot goes, oh, wow, I, I didn't think you'd be able to solve that. I guess we'll go on to the next one. <laughs> yes, that was really well done. And then yeah. the commentary is hilarious because they're like, um, we designed this like people who don't know how to make levels. And we noticed one of the things that they do is they often spell out words with tiles. <laughs> and you look at the room and it says like, test written out <laughs> puzzles really aren't very good. It was just hilarious. It was, it was, they did a good job. I hadn't really caught it when I was playing the game, but <laughs> I'm glad I listened to the commentary. <laughs> That's awesome. So, so should we maybe do just like a, a top five for each person and if we find some commonalities, uh, just chat about them a little bit? Um, what do you guys think? I don't think we're, I mean, we're past that at this point so just a couple. Uh, well you know Tori give a couple well well I'll do my little top five here of of uh, uh well, games, I anyway. see why you wanted to do because you wanted to do five yeah. Sorry. I wanted to do <laughs> no it's fine and, and uh these are these are just top five that I happened to play in 2011 and uh and they're not in any particular order but Limbo I really love that game just the ambiance of that game and the uh, the way the animations were done and it, everything just flowed right in that game. I was amazed by that game. It was and, good, uh, yeah. I just, actually yeah. just they they had it on sale over Christmas, and so I bought it and played through it. It is a good game. Yeah, and Darksiders. I really I was really surprised by that game. It's like Zelda mixed with God of War or something like that. But uh, really enjoyed that game. Have you? Oh my gosh! Not to have you seen the the trailers and stuff for Darksiders too? No, I haven't. Yeah, right. I haven't. You're gonna play and, as death. Uh, death. Oh, that's cool. If you like Darksiders, yeah, get a little excited yeah. for it. In this game, uh, there's oh, Atomic Zombie Smasher. I don't know if anybody's played that game. Adam Zombie Smasher. Smasher. Yeah, yeah Blendo. So so addictive, and it, it shouldn't be because it's it's just so simplistic. But it's just that's one of those games where I looked up and it's like, oh my god, I have to go to work in an hour. What the hell? And uh, I, so, yeah. I don't have that on my list. Okay, that developer, like, um, he has this other one called Flotilla. It's not a great game, but the way he presents mm-hmm. it is is great. Mm-hmm. Like, you know his little comic book thing that he does? 
Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So yep. Adam Zombie Smasher, it kind of has this random element to the way the story runs. And the story is kind of irrelevant, but it just says things like, that's when you lost your arm. Right. And it's presented to you in like <laughs> this comic book style. And it's kind of neat. But um, the same is sort of true of Flotilla by this same developer. And it's his game design is really interesting. It's It's sort of brutal in that this is the way shit happens. But just play through it a bunch of different times. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like that. Yeah, so Adam Zombie Smasher is is really good. Um, just be warned: don't play Air for it, sight unseen, or pay for it. Oh, <laughs> oh! Did he make that one? Yeah, it's a it's a kids game for like numbers and words. Oh, gotcha! I spent five bucks. Yes, I'm gonna play another Blendo game, and, <laughs> <the Vita>. uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm like, oh man. <laughs> so. Adam Zombie Smasher, that's a good one. That came out at the way beginning of the year, though, I think, if not last year. But Yeah, I just played it like maybe two months ago or something like that. It was part of a bundle, and then I played it, and I was like, whoa! Yeah, I, think, and, I think I recommend two games on my Steam account of the 150 I own, and that is one of them. <laughs> yeah, so impressed. It's a good game, yeah. So then, obviously, Portal 2, and then the crowning achievement, haven't beat it, but I know it's going to be it, is Skyrim. It's nothing I can yeah. do. <laughs> Just amazing, amazing, amazing game. That's my top game of 2011. Yeah. Just just stunning. A stunning achievement. It probably would have been my top game had I not been <laughs> in the, the Old Republic beta. So that kind of ruined it for me. I never had time to play it. Sure, yeah, yeah. I didn't have time to play it either. Yeah. I don't think anyone really ever does, but... You need a, like, a vacation. You need, like, yeah. a two-week vacation to play it, really. It was so that you can get through the first eighth of it or something like that. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I was listening to a podcast, and they were talking about uh, games of the year, and, of course, Skyrim was their number one as well. And um, they were saying, and this one guy goes, yeah, I don't think it's really fair for me to give it game of the year because I've only just played it a little bit and one of the other uh, you know how how many hours are you into it and he goes oh only 39 he's like oh yeah you got a long ways to go and that's when I went I'm never going to yeah. play that effing game I don't have <laughs> I can't find 39 hours <laughs> you know <laughs> I want yeah, to it's... I want to I think it'd be good it looks good and, and it I think why I like it so much too, and you know, it it really plays to my ADD because I it's like, oh, shiny, shiny, oh, it's a flower. I better, I was gonna kill this dragon, but I see a flower over there, so I'm gonna go pick that flower. So I mean, it, there's, there's really no, you know, it's way far away from any kind of reality. But each mission feels different than the, than than the rest of them, which is I'm just baffled by. So the the quest design is just so well done. Cool. Yeah, I'm a little concerned because you, you mentioned that right there, and the point where I gave up on Oblivion is where I went, why the fuck am I going around gathering blood grass? I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't care, but I have to get it. Look, there's more blood grass. It's sort of Well, rare. you're going to have the same problem. It's going to be worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For me, it's like unlocking the... Uh, it's, not, um, it's not unlocking, but it's... Um, you have the map... And you see yes. things on your local map yes. that aren't in yet, yes. aren't yet like you know visible on your real map. Yeah. So, like you, yep. if you get close enough, then you see them on 
the whole map. And yeah, I will just spend two hours like walking from one town to another, just like making sure everything shows up on the map. Is that that similar at all to like the way Fallout does it? Yeah, I'm sure it is. Because uh, I enjoyed that in Fallout as well. I just would wander and find wherever a little arrow came up, I'd go towards it. What's what's this thing that will appear on my map? And and something they really improved over Oblivion is they made like uh, the dungeons and towns feel very different. Um, Because... Oblivion kind of like you're like, oh, I, yeah, I recognize this tile set for this dungeon, and I know that door is going to be there. And But this one, they made, like, each each dungeon's kind of like its own little story. So it, uh, yeah, oh, just just amazing, just amazing. That's cool. And there's so many. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Not to, not to reference Fallout again, but it was kind of like you find another Kate, or another... Um, underground fallout shelter and you mm-hmm. just kind of go, nah, oh, yeah. I've seen it before. <laughs> it, yeah, no, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's the same developer, right? Yes, no, exactly. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I actually didn't play Fallout because I had played Oblivion not that long before, mm-hmm. you know, because sure, I hadn't yeah. played it right away, so I I played it before, just right before Fallout came out, and I, I didn't, I, I thought initially I was really excited about Fallout, and then I saw at a friend's house, like I was watching over his shoulder and I'm like, wow, it really is just oblivion with kind of this, this, you know, apocalyptic theme painted over it. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. <laughs> it's very, so. very gray, green, gray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lots yeah. Of green, gray. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, not to say that's not cool, but, uh, I, I, at the time anyway, I had just, I had already played that game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, all right, Jackie, you're up. Anything noteworthy? Um, for 2011, uh, well, in terms of like games, I guess that I was playing. Um, I mean, my top would definitely be Portal 2. I um, I don't know. I just I love like how like the juxtaposition of like how horrible like being a test subject could possibly be like with all the humor that they put in around it and just kind of that whole like exploration of like surviving and and all that other stuff along with the puzzles and it's kind of like how you know star wars is if you really think about star wars it's a really terrible (laughs) terrible time to be alive in that galaxy but like you know c-3po and r2 and all the other humor that gets interspersed at like the, the worst moment ever um you know, kind of makes it entertaining. You can, like, tolerate it. So I, I like mm-hmm. how they did that. And I, I just liked how polished the game was. I mean, it was just really, really well done. Yeah, you could tell they cared. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, you know, like, playing the Old Republic beta, of course, came out at the very end of the year. Um, but I had been playing it for, like, half the year before that. So, um, and, you know, the thing with MMOs is, like, it's not so much the game itself um it's the people you meet when you're playing that really mm-hmm. make it for me and so the people that i met in beta um you know we're in a guild now and and uh and it's fun i really enjoy it so um there's that uh what else i mean the other things is like i i replayed mass effect 2 over the course of the year 
and I replayed, um, oh, I was going to play The Witcher, and I didn't get very far in that, actually. That was one of the games I just couldn't, I just couldn't get into it, and it never mm-hmm. happened, unfortunately. But, yeah, um, other than that, it's like been playing a lot of game dev story on my iPhone. <laughs> it's like my go-to, that and Bejeweled. <laughs> I like my go-to when I travel <laughs> games. Um, there's a, a game called Flowerboard for the iPad that I play quite a bit. Um, I don't know if that came out this year. I think it did actually. Um, but I have to say, like that's like my next. Like if I don't, I'm not in the mood for Bejeweled. I, I definitely go to Flowerboard. It's a really simple like um, matching type game, like Bejeweled, where you can, you know, waste a lot of time playing it while you're sitting on an airplane or something like that. It's really nice for that kind of thing. Looks and like it came, it came out in June, 2011. Yeah. Hey, yay. It's another <laughs> game that came out this year. Yeah. So, uh, I, uh, it's a really simple game and I just, you know, it's one of those, it's, it's like, you can't win it. Right. You can just try mm-hmm. to survive as long as possible. And, uh, and those are fun. Yeah. I like those games and it's flowers. <laughs> Did you know that um, I, ha- I have a uh, a spreadsheet of match three games on the iPhone, and I actually probably stopped maintaining it sometime about a year ago, and there were over a hundred entries. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure well, Flower Board is actually like a match six, so you actually have to match. You have to get six oh. together. It's not three. <laughs> I don't okay. know if that makes a difference. Well, but, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't. I've never played it, so I don't know how it goes. Yeah. But. And then I played Civ on the iPad too, the the version of Civilization that's on the iPad, which kind of reminds me actually of like Civ Two, which was my favorite Civ. So, um, except it doesn't have the crazy science guy. I don't know if you guys played any of the Civilization games, but what was great about Civ Two was that they had um, like video capture of your advisors. And they would like hmm. wear cost. They were like real people in costumes, and like uh-huh. the the entertainer was Elvis, right? But he was like <laughs> ancient Elvis, and then like you know up to modern Elvis kind of thing, like Elvis in like period wear. And it was really funny. And the science guy was just like this total nerd, and he'd be like, "I'm off to get my abacus," and it was just hilarious. Um, but that this was Civilization Two, Civ Two, yeah. Oh. Um. It was by far the best part of Civ Two, and uh, and then it was gone. They never they never brought any of that back. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. That's Sad definitely game. not a 2011 game, though. I can no, it <laughs> no. But the gameplay itself, like, because it, it's really simplified, because it's you know the iPad. So um, that might be really nice, though, um, in a Civ world. Right, and it actually is pretty nice. Uh-huh. Um, and it's it's fun to play on the iPad, and I've, but it, it's a battery hog, so it's yeah, the only I mean, drawback to it. I don't think that came out in 2011 either, though. Yeah, I don't know if, it, but it can't be that old, because. I will tell you. <laughs> Martin's gonna have to come back. Martin, just Martin's so our can, fact checker. <laughs> can do our yeah. yeah, that's. that's I got for 2011. So. You know, it was it was August 2009. Wow, it's been out for a while. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, so that's what I've been. That's that's my 2011 picks. I mean, definitely Portal 2 is definitely by far and away my game of the year. 
Well, I'll do mine. Uh, as I said, yeah. Skyrim was at the top for me. Um, but I think I had picked out a couple others. I think uh, Ascension, which is a, a, it's actually a board game, came out for the mm-hmm. iPhone. And I I played a lot of that game in, in 2011. Um, it, it's another asynchronous multiplayer game. So um, I, you know, play turns multiple times a day. It's it's a deck building game, so it's it's similar to Dominion if you're familiar with that, but it's it's not the same at all. Um, and uh, just the fact that you can play with, I mean, I I play with you know probably ten or fifteen different people at any mm. given time, and I even more so than that, I played more Carcassonne on my iPhone uh, in the last year, and um, I mean that's. That's the one that I play all the time, but I, I don't think that came out in eleven two thousand eleven. Um, but if you added up the number of hours that I played all games <laughs> in the last year, it, probably Carcassonne would be at the top. Uh, hmm. It came out in June two thousand ten. That's pretty close. <laughs> Only a half year more. But so, what else did I have on my list? Uh, oh, I, I wanted to mention um, Voxatron, which was part of a uh, indie bundle, humble indie bundle, mm-hmm. and that game just blew me away. Uh, now, I didn't, it didn't have replay value for me. Like, I didn't end up going back to it that much. Um, but like, it had great sound, and the graphics are really, really high quality. It's, it's a, uh, and I, I mean, they're voxel graphics. I don't know. If Oh, yeah. So they're like dimensional pixels. Exactly. Yeah. And it just—it was the first game that I had played of that. And I I mean, I know that there are some other ones. I know there's one for the PS3 that I actually have had on my wish list to get for a long time. But this was, uh, you know, it was like it was for my Mac or whatever because it was part of that humble bundle. And uh, it just—I don't know. I—I played it probably like four hours the first time I played and then, you know, like a, a few times over the course of a week more than that. So like, it's not like I played a lot of it or anything, but, um, it was really good. Yeah. I, I bought it in the bundle, but, um, it didn't in, install into steam. So it kind of got left behind, but, um, oh, yeah, you it, should check it out. Yeah. Is, well, here's the thing is I was wondering if it was just like a action shooter or if it actually had like a adventure element to it. Because it looks so, like just an action shooter where you just kind of go and shoot and knock down and blow up, you know, the bad guys or whatever. There, so it's actually a little more puzzly than that. Okay. It ends up, it, I mean, it is, uh, that's kind of the the game, you know, the, the mechanic is that you're shooting things and running around. But um, it, it ends up feeling like you have to do things in certain orders um, in order to really get through a level. Um, there's certainly level, some levels where it, it basically is a puzzle. You have to figure out, you know, what you're going to do. And I think that might be where I'm stuck is on a level that's like that. It's like, okay. well, I just don't know how to get through this one, you know? Um, and, and the, just the fact that the, it's, it's sort of three dimensional too. I mean, you can, you can jump onto things and, you know, there's monsters that can't get up to certain heights and that you have to kind of avoid and there are monsters that explode and, you know, exploding is a big part of the game. Cause like, it yeah, that's what it looks like. That's what the trailer is all about. Fly all over everything. Look at, look at and well, it definitely explains why Ryan's so interested in it. <laughs> look at the three dimensional <laughs> pixel slaughter. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's cool. I think in a lot of different ways, um, it, it does 
feel to me like they should have had a method of you know skipping levels that you couldn't that you couldn't figure out because I think that was that was I got kind of stuck and I was like well I don't want to go I don't want to start it over like it doesn't seem like it has that kind of replay value but mm-hmm. um, but I I would have you know gladly gone to the next level if I could. Mm. <laughs> yeah, the the appeal for me it just looked like a um a two stick shooter kind of thing. And so yeah. I wasn't quite sure if it was cuz I had played numerous of those with zombies even in voxel, you know, where they're just all everybody's a box, you know. Yeah. So I, I wasn't quite sure about it or not. Um Zach Wintland or Zach went he had said um he had <laughs> when the humble bundle came out he's like you got to get this game. You're going to love it. And I'm like, eh, but I'm going to have to go try it now. Yeah, <laughs> it's cool. It definitely was, it felt like one of the only, like, sort of unique games that I played this year. Cool. Yeah, I guess um, if if I have time for one, I'm going to mention Spaz. It's a small indie game um, that that kind of surprised me, too. It's, it's a, uh, it's called, it's Spaz. It stands for... Um, Space, Space pirates, pirates and, and zombies, <laughs> and it literally is that game that everybody, or at least me, uh, thought of. Where it's like, oh, what if you had a spaceship, but you could pick which engines you put on it and what guns, and you fly around in little space battles, and it totally fulfills what you want out of it. But it's got this like funny story, and you know, this level progression of upgrading your cannons and lasers and you know, missiles and all this stuff. So it's pretty, I, I enjoyed it almost too much because I couldn't stop playing it. <laughs> um, well, um, you know, I, I say, I would say that the, the year has been pretty marked by like a lot of, I mean, you, especially with like the PSN thing and like the app store. So, I mean, there's just a lot of flux in what, in what's happening right now because like the laws haven't really kept up with, yeah, you know, with, with what's going on and you have like this kind of vigilante, like wild, wild West, like justice thing going on with anonymous that nobody was really prepared for to deal with. And, um, yeah, I, it's just kind of crazy. It's when you think about it, it's like, it's this new frontier and, uh, it's pretty exciting and scary at the same time. Right. You know, and, and, and definitely ties in more to the developer side of it than the consumer side of it, which was what was really interesting about it to me. Well, with the app store. Yeah. It's more all of the, that stuff. The yeah. Side, yeah. But I mean, with the PSN hacking thing, that's the, I mean, like a lot of consumers were affected by that, mm-hmm. you know, um, I, I feel like that's kind of a sad story. <laughs> like we're gonna find out, you know, these guys have been detained by the U.S. Department of Justice in Guantanamo Bay or something. You know, I mean, it's just gonna be like it's gonna be depressing. That's what I feel <laughs> well, like. Well, I, I have a pick, uh, a pick me up for you then, because <laughs> Duke Nukem did come out this last year. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's and, true. <laughs> Did anyone play it? I couldn't do it. It was five bucks, and I still couldn't buy it. Yeah, the, the trailer just it. disgusted me. So I'm like, I was I, just 
this is not the game for me. <laughs> or anyone, really. It's so sad. <laughs> yeah, they, well... Yeah. You know, it kind of reminds me of, like, the, the you know, um, like a band getting together after many years of being <laughs> broken up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, mm-hmm. everybody's got this nostalgia for, like, when it was awesome, but really it was because they were, like, drunk and high the whole time, and they didn't really <laughs> tell, like, how bad it was to begin with. And so when you resurrect it, it's just, it's just sad, like, all around. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's kind of how it felt to me. Like when you're in your 20s. <laughs> Aren't we just talking about how we're all so old? <laughs> totally old. Don't know what you're talking about. All right. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say let's put a bow on it. Okay. Um, I did want to say, though, before we, we shut it all down, that um, you know, in the last year, that the IGDA Twin Cities, we've had um, 11 meetings and... Um, we did videotape them all, so that's that's cool. I have one statistic um, of the those eleven videos that have been made. Um, can anybody guess how many uh, video views I have on YouTube? Sixty-seven thousand nine hundred and six. No, just for the just for the IGDA videos. Yeah. Uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say two hundred. Oh. Seven. 17? 17. Uh, <laughs> i got to add these up. Okay, 2,500. Hey, um, that's actually yeah, just better than I expected. Yeah, it's not yeah. horrible. Yeah. It's not horrible. Um, there is one video that accounts for a large portion of it, almost 1,200. Can anybody guess which uh, one that is? Sandra's. Sandra would <laughs> yeah, be yeah. the uh, Sandra Volker for the Dead Space 2. Mm-hmm. No, she only came in at, at, a, mere, at a, a measly 322. Whoa. Whoa! Tell us. It what, was it. Oh, go ahead. No, take your guess, Tori, because I want to hear your guess. Um, it just it blopped it blopped my mind. It's, I'm out. It's Damien's uh, cast. Oh, oh. Yeah, sorry. I'm interesting. Sorry. Yeah, interesting. His Cassenbauer. his Kassenbauer. Yeah, the totally. Foot, the footstep one. Yeah, the footstep. He he is an exceptional marketer. He is stuff. So yeah, because that video instantly climbed the charts, and it was in direct relation to his blogging and tweeting. So very oh. nice. Yeah. So his his efforts there and bragging about his video shot that up to be almost half of all the the video views. So. Well, and he also had the advantage of that was the presentation he did at GDC, which is part of the GDC Vault. Which oh, if you yeah. don't have the pass, you can't ever see it. So. Yeah. Oh, good point. Mm. Well, then it's mm. almost sad that it's only 1,200 views. <laughs> <laughs> um, anybody have any uh, noteworthy meetings or presenters this year, over the last year? Because I'll say, like, I, I, Sandra, I just love the way she presents stuff because she's this total nerd that just loves it this tech artist she's just totally into it and she feels like uptight about it and i'm like no please more just go it's awesome actually i but i mean it's probably not going to be a big surprise but i was a huge fan of damien Kastbauer's uh um footstep uh one sure. uh i actually I, I love that but you know it, it's nerd 
it's nerding out for a sound guy. So yeah, no, I'm not surprised you know, not at all. It was well, even for a guy who's horrible with sound, myself, um, I found it incredibly <laughs> interesting. All right, well, I'm um, I'm actually really looking forward to the next year. I think we've we've grown a lot, and and um, it's been a great experience. I can only imagine it being more more fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm definitely excited. It's well, it's been fun to watch the chapter. Um, just kind of grow the way it has into the community it has over the last year. Yeah. Um, it's got some really good momentum, and I'm pretty excited about the Twin Cities. So. You used to just grown that map star. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, well, guys, thanks, thanks for, thanks for podcasting it, podcasting it up in the 2011. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, thanks. Oh, and thanks to all our listeners too, yeah. and everybody else um, who makes the chapter work. Mm-hmm. Not me. <laughs> Blackened. <laughs> but yeah. Yep, I'll uh I'll second that. Thanks for listening. Thanks for coming if you're involved. Um I, I you know, we've gone through a few growing pains this year, but I think it's all worked out for the best. So if uh if you're out there and you've got any ideas for prisoners or anything, you know, please let us know. Folks, have a great evening. Thanks for listening, and we will see you in 2012. Right. And you know what my last note on, on our show notes is? Hmm. Do a better job on the outro. Ha, 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 ha.